so glad I heard him when he called my name. Thank Mother Johnson for that selection. We do give honor to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ this morning. We honor Mother Johnson and Mother Scudder. Elder Sherman Warburton. Minister Renee Reynolds, Minister Jackie Singleton, Minister Willie Moore, our very fine deacons, our prayer for his children, the saints of the Most High God, and our friends this morning. We praise the Lord Jesus Christ for his multitude of blessings. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ that it wasn't the clock that woke us up this morning. It's Jesus woke us up to hear the clock. Uh, that's how wonderful he is to us. The good part is that we recognize. Uh, some people think that they do all this on their own. 
but without the Lord Jesus Christ, you can do nothing. Even the unsaved, the Lord Jesus Christ said he has rule of all. And for that, we praise him. We thank the Lord Jesus Christ. We mentioned earlier what the was on yesterday. It was a nice day. People were really friendly, even the ones that wouldn't take the flyers. Um, people were just glad to be out, I guess. So uh, we thank the Lord Jesus Christ for the, uh, the mind and the missionaries who came down and helped do that effort yesterday. Uh, yes, it's the first time in a long time we've been out like that, uh, especially to um, start looking for uh, or start trying to establish another work. And we thank the Lord Jesus Christ for uh, the young man. I say young man because he's younger than I am. <laughs> Uh, Minister Singleton, who's willing to do that. And, uh, and, of course, being in a community we've never been before. And that's what makes it altogether better. And you know that you don't have anything to do with it. It's just between you and Jesus. Uh, so we look for the Lord Jesus Christ to bless with uh, the increase. That's what we look for, the increase. And of course, there's a little building down there we're looking at, and we'll see what happens to it. Um, if not that, then the Lord has something better. Yeah, so, never disappointed in Jesus. He's always able to bless us in ways that we don't even know He's blessing us. And of course, you cannot look for it in your what? In your pocket. That's I always want to say pocket first, but it's more than pocket. When the Lord touches your body, that's a blessing right there. When the Lord blesses you with a sound mind. It's a blessing. So many folk don't have a sound mind anymore. They say the pandemic is driving people crazy. But we thank the Lord Jesus Christ for how he's keeping us. And praise the Lord Jesus Christ for the mind that you have to be obedient with the mask. You know, people are really uh, wanting to push this a little further. Montgomery County says they're going back to the mask. One day after they said, you can take it off. Uh, I don't know. We thank the Lord. Let's look this morning. Uh, I think I've done this psalm before, the 55th psalm. Uh, I'm not sure. But of course, you can preach it every Sunday and it will come out different. So we see what we can do with this today. Uh, let's do verses. All of them are good. Um, one through seventeen. One through seventeen. Give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not thyself from my supplication. Attend unto me and hear me. 
I mourn in my complaint and make a noise because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked. For they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. My heart is sore pain with envy, and the terrors of death are falling upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and horror hath overwhelmed me. And I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. Lo, then would I wander far off and remain in the wilderness, Selah. I would hasten my escape from the windy warm storm and tempest. Destroy, O Lord, and divide their tongues, for I have seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go about it upon the walls thereof. Mischief also and sorrow are in the midst of it. Wickedness is in the midst thereof. Deceit and guile depart not from her streets. For it was not an enemy that reproached me, then I could have borne it. Neither was it he that hated me that did magnify himself against me. Then I would have hid myself from him. But it was thou, a man mine equal, my guide and mine acquaintance. We took sweet counsel together and walked into the house of God in company. Let death seize upon them and let them go down quick into hell. For wickedness is in their dwellings and among them. As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning, and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. Verse 22 says, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. We use a thought, we take that 22nd verse, uh, and it's just trust Jesus. Trust Jesus. Uh, this is a little different psalm in the sense that you see uh, not only is it personal, because David asked the Lord Jesus Christ to attend unto me. And then he says, to hear me. He says, I mourn in my complaint and make a noise. You have to, he wanted to let Jesus know that he needed help. And then verses 4, 5, and 6 expresses how much Fear comes upon us and its effect. Whether it's an enemy coming at you or a disease or whatever, uh, he says he wants to fly away. He wants to escape. You don't want to go through this whatever it is that stands between us and what we call well-being. We want to Get away. That's the first thing you want to do is flight. 
And when you have an understanding of what flight is and he gave it to you, he wants to fly to a place where there is no more problems. In the wilderness, something raw, something good, something healthy. Uh, and which is a reasonable uh, desire. No one wants to go through any kind of pain and suffering. That's just not who we are. Nobody likes to do that. And uh, David expressed that. He wanted to find some place to hide. If he could just get wings and fly away. But the reality of it set in. And he says, as for me, I will call upon God. I will call Jesus. And the Lord shall save me. He's going to deliver me from all things that are not like him. So in order to do that, you have to have a relationship with Jesus. You have to have the expectation that you have an opportunity to get in an altar and call the name of Jesus. And you have to have the expectation he's actually going to do something. Uh, a lot of times we don't trust Jesus like that. But for saints, those who've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, those who call upon the name of Jesus until he filled them with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. It's our expectation. It's something that would come natural to us. I know the stuff that, you know, the enemy knows how to put it up to you real bad and you get all frustrated with it, and, but something actually kicks in. And you say, oh, I know where I'm going to go. I know one who can deliver. He says, I know too much about him. I know he's able to deliver me from anything. Uh, the enemy's job is to make you doubt. But when the reality kicks in that you belong to a the first inclination is to do just like David says, I will call upon the Lord and he shall save me. He says, evening and morning and noon. So you make this a part of who you are. Evening, morning, and noon, he says, will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. He hath delivered my soul in peace from the battle that was against me, for there were many with me. See, when you know Jesus like that, you don't have to worry about anything. You belong to him. That's the distinct advantage that saints have over the people in the street or in the world. You have the living God on the inside of you. Just trust him. Just trust him. He says, cast thy burden upon the Lord. 
He said, trust in him in all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. He says, God is our refuge for us. And this is Psalm 62 and 8. The Lord Jesus Christ, giving us instruction from the New Testament, says, therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or wherewithal shall we be clothed? He says, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have a need of these things. Jesus knows that you have to have a job. Jesus knows that you have to get to the doctor. Jesus knows more about you than you know about yourself. Let me say that again. He knows more about you than you know about yourself. He knows what you have a need for. And it's for us to kind of run into what he's trying to bless us with. You don't want to get ahead of him. You don't want to fall behind him. Uh, you want to keep it evenly killed so that Jesus is able to bless you. And somebody will probably think I'm preaching blessings. No. That's part of salvation. The Lord is able to keep those that belong to him. He says in that next verse in 633, he says, Then seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. It's our tendency to try to put worldliness back into our lives even after we're saved. Uh, we want to put other things before Jesus. And it's really easy to do because that's what you're used to. But holiness is a way of life and living. Jesus will always be first. No matter how you look at it, he's always going to be first. Even in the Old Testament, he said he's a jealous God. He's not going to have anybody else before him. People say, all them holy rollers over there, they're just Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus, 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 and more Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You can't get enough of Jesus. <coughs> say they go to church all the time. When you look at the hours we spend here, and uh, you'll find that it's not even 10% of your life during the week. And still, it's not enough for us. Further, he says in verse 34, says, Take, therefore, no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take care of things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. He says, Oh, fear. In verse, uh, Psalm 34, Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. He says, the young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want for any good thing. Uh, Jesus is able to supply all of our needs. Uh, notice I said the word need. I didn't say what you want. <laughs> A lot of times what you want is not something that you need. And the whole idea is to make your wants and needs the same. Try to put them in perspective. Uh, you may want 
a million dollars, but uh, where are you going to spend it? It may not be something that you need. Uh, you may want a new car, but you may not need a new car. Where are you going to put it? You may want a new suit, but what are you going to wear it to? Things are very simple if you look at them for what they are. The whole idea is try to line up what you want and what you need at the same time, and you'll be happy. You'll be happy with what Jesus gives you. The hard part is trying to be, trying to step outside of what Jesus has already given us. He gives you a, a, an automobile. It may not be what you want, but it gets you to where you got to go. It functions for the reason what you need it for. It fixes your needs. And people laugh about uh, the electric cars. Well, uh, people think they're expensive. They're not that expensive if you know how to work it. Maryland, state of Maryland gives you a tax credit, which is a whole lot of money. The federal government gives you a, whole, a tax credit, which is a whole lot of money. And you look up that you really didn't pay as much for the electric car as you would pay for any other automobile. Sometimes it's a lot less. But it's needed. It's something you need because I don't pay to fill my car up. I just plug it in at night and go to sleep and get up the next morning it's full. <laughs> I don't go to the gas station. I drive past the gas station. And as the gas goes up to it's going to be about five or something before it stops. <laughs> uh, electricity kind of stays the same. And if you really know how to do it, and you get your solar panel and pull it up there and put a battery there, then you get your electricity from the sun. And as your ex-president used to say, if people keep drawing energy from the sun, the sun is going to burn out. I'm not that stupid. <laughs> but it supplies the need. Supplies the need. Need for a car. Need for electricity. Need for fuel. Jesus bless. And the other need that most people have he says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And most of us like to go to somebody else and say, well, cat, you want to cast that burden on them, and you want to cry out to them. But only Jesus can help. Only Jesus can help. I mean, many times you may tell this one or that one, but... Jesus is the only one that can help. All things are in his hands, not just some things. All things. I can complain to my wife. I can give her all my burdens. But she can't do nothing about them. She can, the only thing she can do is listen to me. But because I belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, I can go there.
and I can lay them with him. I can actually cry out to Jesus and ask him to bless and relieve me of that burden. And I guarantee you he will. He says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, so keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. But you're not going to want to do that if you don't belong to Jesus. It's a, it, it, it's a process. You have to stop trusting yourself. You have to stop trusting worldliness and start trusting Jesus. And the first thing that you have to do to trust Jesus is he says that if you just repent, turn from the way that you've been going all your life. Repent. Repent. Have a change of heart as to how you want to live this life. Have a change of heart as to who you really are. Have a change of heart. Turn from your way to my way. Turn to Jesus. He says to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. You get in an altar and call the name of Jesus. And folk don't do that anymore. I don't understand what this going, what's going on, this, 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 this new stuff. You don't have to do that no more. But that's how I receive the Holy Ghost. Call in the name of Jesus. Until he filled me with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. He gives you the evidence. And most people don't even know what the evidence of receiving the Holy Ghost is. I thank the Lord Jesus Christ for Elder Williams, Bishop Johnson, and Mother Johnson over the years. I know the presence of the Lord. I know when Jesus is in somebody. I know what the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ looks like. I know when somebody's been delivered. And I don't have to go over and call nobody else because you can see it right there at the altar. <laughs> right there at the altar. Most of you have received the Holy Ghost since I've been here. And I've been able to see all of those who received the Holy Ghost. Some of you have been restored. I've been able to see that. So I know what the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ looks like. I know what the Holy Ghost looks like. I know what the Holy Ghost is. Jesus Christ living that on the inside of you. In, your, in the presence, in your person. I know that he will lead and guide you into all truth. I know that that old man is washed away. He no longer exists. I know that Jesus has the control of the mind and the body and the soul. And that's what you're looking for. That's, that, that's, who, that's what you're looking for. It ain't got, no, ain't, ain't got nothing to do with running across town. It ain't got nothing to do with all that kind of stuff that people come up with, the folklore stuff. Because, see, in the end, you're going to stand before the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're going to present yourself a living sacrifice. You have to show yourself as being born again. 
You're going to have to be able to show the Lord Jesus Christ you still have what you claim that you had all along. You had the Holy Ghost. You have a robe of righteousness. That's what Jesus is looking for. When you stand before him, he ain't looking for nothing else. He ain't looking for no money. He ain't looking for no cars. He ain't looking for no houses. He ain't looking for your husband or your wife. He's just looking for you. He'll be able to stare you straight down through who you are. Do you still have what you claim that you have? Life living inside of you. The Lord Jesus Christ. Sometimes you have to get at the altar and, 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 and prove that thing to yourself. If you haven't done that and you can't do it in your home, not you think you say, well, I can be in my home and I can do it. No, it don't work like that. <laughs> it don't work like that. If you want Jesus to prove himself to you, get at the altar and call his name. Let him come in and fill you again. He promises many feelings. Now see, one day, you're going to get out of the shell that you live in. It's all, it's all a shell. That's all it is. It's just a shell. No one has actually seen the real you. No one has actually seen the real Samuel K. Scudder Jr. It's a shell that I live in. And when I step out of this shell, I have to go somewhere. <laughs> See, when this shell goes back to the dust, the soul is still going to be alive. It's got to go somewhere. If I have my robe of righteousness, it's going to go back with Jesus. He's going to give me that new body, the body that's incorruptible, the body that doesn't sin, the body that doesn't gossip, the body that doesn't curse, the body that doesn't do things that are displeasing to Jesus Christ. That's what he's going to give me. old body goes to the dust. But to have that relationship with Jesus, you got to be born again. That's why I told Nicodemus, you got to be born of the water and of the spirit. Without being born of the water and the spirit, you can't even see what the kingdom really is. You've been looking at it the wrong way all your lifetime, trying to figure this thing out. Calling people up, trying to figure things out. If you had it, you know that you have it. You know when somebody else has it. This is what you got to present to Jesus. Not this thing right here. It's what's inside of you. It's what's inside of you. Your robe of righteousness. The person that's been born again. If you don't have it, I have to go to the other part. If you don't have it, then you're going to bust hell wide open. People don't want to talk about hell no more. But if you don't belong to Jesus, you belong to the other fellow. It's only two places. There's nothing in between. There's no Buddha. There's no, uh, this song that come on the radio, Yahweh and all that. Uh, it's only Jesus. Jesus, who represents paradise and life. Satan, who represents hell and death. You go with one or the other. A lot of folk don't believe that, but that's fine. That's fine. Let them do what they want to do. 
Let them, let, them, let them go that way. You pray for them. I'm not going to argue with nobody about the kingdom of God. But you have to have the Holy Ghost just to be able to see it. To see it. And see, if you can see it, you can actually go in it. But if you can't see it, you can't get in it because you can't see which way to go. I thank the Lord for the mind. <laughs> I, I, I'm like Brother Hammond. My life began in 1984. Uh, those brothers were born early in the year, but I was born in November. My birthday is coming up November the 9th. A chilly month, cold month. I think the was it. I think it was the thirty first. I was baptized. I can't remember what day it was baptized. I got to look back in my Bible and see what day it was. But it was cold. <laughs> and I told the brother, I said, "Well, the water. We have a pool here with heat in it. <laughs> you go down there, it's like almost like taking a bath or something, because uh, we keep the water warm. But in the old building, in the old building." In the old building, the water was cold. Cold. And I mean cold. To the point where you just said your bones would just ache when you stepped into it. But you didn't think about that when you were being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. All you wanted to do was be baptized. I thank the Lord for the old, the old pool. <laughs> If y'all want the old pool over here, we can just put cold water in there for you. <laughs> Those that have been baptized, put cold water there for you so you can say, I have the old experience. <laughs> it chilled my body, but not my soul. And then Jesus allowed me to get at the altar and call his name. See, that's, that's another whole mental exercise. See, people don't want to do that. They don't want Jesus to prove himself to you, but you get at the altar and let Jesus prove himself to you. You get out of yourself. That's what it is, is getting out of self. And my biggest part of myself was the holes in the bottom of my shoes. That's all I can think about. Folks are going to see me at the altar with holes in the bottom of my shoes. And you would think I only had one pair of shoes. I had another pair that didn't have no holes in it. But I put the ones on with the holes in it. Not trying to be humble or anything, but that's the ones that I wore all the time. <laughs> Those are the ones I received the Holy Ghost in. I got out of myself. Get out of self, because they see itself. You're worried about what people look at, what they think about, what's going to happen when you receive the Holy Ghost. Over the years, I've heard children say, I don't want nobody to see me shouting. I don't want nobody to see that part of me. You have to get out of yourself. See, it's, it's self that stands between us and Jesus. Self. Once you can kill that person, you, you, can, get, you can get rid of self. Jesus will work with you. But when you're all thinking about tomorrow and, and what you're going to wear and who are you going to go to lunch with? <laughs> uh, those kind of things. Well, that's self. You don't worry about that. 
Self, self is, a, is a strong spirit. I didn't have a job, and I was worried about working. But when Jesus started working with me, I didn't even worry about nothing, nobody, anything. Jesus do the same thing for you, too. All you have to do is just get out of that and let Jesus have control. He has a desire for you. He said, with loving kindness have I drawn you. I didn't put no hard stuff in between you and, 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 and him in that, in that sense. Jesus said, I ain't put nothing hard between you and me. He said, with loving kindness. Loving kindness. I've drawn thee. All you have to do is let him do it. Let Jesus have his way. Uh, get out of your way and let Jesus have his way. Get out of looking to the left and to the right. Get out of worrying about who the hypocrites are. You're the biggest hypocrite. <laughs> You're the biggest hypocrite. Because it's you. If you can get rid of you with yourself, you can actually, get, Jesus can work with it. But if you're worried about who's looking at you and who's talking about you, ain't nothing going to happen. Because that's what you're going to be all concerned with. What, what, what folk are thinking, what folk are saying about me. But see, folk don't have no deliverance for you. <laughs> they don't have no deliverance. Folk don't have nothing for you. The gossip train don't have nothing for you. You know, the gossip train is big. And nobody would ever believe it, but the gossip train is still is real big. It's even big in the church. See, Satan hasn't quit. He still uses it. He uses anybody he wants to use. If you give place to him. But you have to, you have to deny him. Don't give him a chance. Don't, don't, don't let him have a place in, 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 in you. Don't you be the one who spreads it. Let, 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 let it go. Somebody come to you with some stuff, just say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know it's hard because you just want to hear. You just want to hear what they got to say. But if you could hear what they got to say and then shut up, it would be okay, I guess, maybe. You just have to bear all that. You, it would look like that on you. But you want to give it to somebody else because you just can't take it no more. I, I, I can't, I can't t t take these kind of stuff that I'm, I'm hearing. It's all in my head and my ears. Mm, this is good stuff. I got to call somebody and tell them. Let it go. Leave that stuff alone. There's no life in it. Finally, in that verse, he says, he shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. If you just hold on to Jesus, if you hold on to your robe of righteousness, just hold on to it. And, and, and understand, because see, the word says we're going to scarcely make it in. So that means that some, sometimes you're going to not have that same feeling that Jesus is in you or with you or whatever. And, and those are the times you're going to have to cry out to the Lord Jesus Christ. 
those are the times like David says when he wanted to fly away uh, and go to go and go to the uh, the desert. Those are the times you have to call Jesus. Those are the times you have to prove that Jesus is in you. Those are the times you have to prove him for yourself. It's not for somebody else. It's for you. See, salvation is a personal thing. It doesn't have anything to do with everybody else. It's personal. And if you could just understand it for that, it's my relationship between Myself and Jesus Christ. Not my wife, not my neighbor, not my friend, not the one who tries to encourage me to call Jesus. It's my relationship. If you belong to him, you can go to him at any time. And that's what David's trying to get you to understand. He says morning, noon, and night. Morning, noon, and night. Now, you may not be able to get on your knees at morning, noon, and night, but in the morning, you can get on your knees. And at night, you can get on your knees. I mean, everybody can. When you get ready to go to bed, you can get on your knees. When you get up in the morning, you can get on your knees. The, the problem may be the noontime. That, that, that can be a problem if you work, if, you, if you're in school. But in your mind... In your mind, you can make your supplication to Jesus. In your mind. Those of you in the school, in your mind, you can make your supplication to Jesus. You belong to him, he listens to you. He hears you. He hears you. But you got to belong to him. Got to belong to him. The psalmist says, I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. He says, I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Isn't that a good thought? That nobody can take you out of Jesus' hand? I can't take Elder Scudder out of Jesus' hands, and she can't take me out of Jesus' hands. I don't want to try, but I can't do it. I have enough sense to know that. I have enough sense to know that. But the flip side of that is, I can take myself out. I can take myself out. So Job's wife was trying to tell him, stop, stop, stop serving him. Stop serving him. Curse God and die. <laughs> That's a horrible thought, isn't it? Horrible thought. You got to hold on to Jesus. Got to trust him. Trust him for all things, not just some things. Everything. Everything. Because it's in him that we live and move and have our being. Without Jesus, we're nothing. All of our services are for one intent. Someone might say yes to the will of the Lord Jesus Christ, who said that he would that all men and women be saved. And to come into the knowledge of the truth. Truth is, you've got to be born again. And to be born of the water and of the spirit, baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for remission of your sins. Getting at an altar and calling in the name of Jesus until he fills you with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. He gives you the evidence 
of speaking in tongues, as he would give you utterance, breathes into you the breath of life, and you become that living soul. Won't you come?